If you are a businesswoman working to amplify your six and seven figure business from success to significance, then you know it's not just about the right strategies or the right tactics. It's more and more about high caliber people around you, your team, your collaborators, and advisors that can open doors for you and widen your reach. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast with your hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando and Amy Walker. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast, everybody. I am your co-host, Dr. Monica Ogando. And I'm Amy Walker. We are so delighted that you are here. I promise you, my enthusiasm is seeping through my every pore. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk about commitment today, and that's why the enthusiasm is pouring through every pore. (laughs) Uh, Shall we we in the context about the 75 hard and how we all came to be 75 (laughs) hard-ish? Yes, yes. You go with that, and then I will give my... My good, the bad, and the ugly of the commitment. Okay. 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 All right. Good. So, so many moons ago, I ran across Andy Frizzella's 75 hard hashtag on Instagram, and I got inspired. I was like, that's actually, that's actually not a bad idea. And I could do something for 75 days because somehow doing it for 90 days or 100 days or a year seemed far more overwhelming, and 75 seems manageable. I was like, that's two and a half months. I can do that. And um, so then I enrolled Amy into doing something with me. And as many of you know, Amy has five, count them, one, two, three, four, five children, all of them boys and a husband and a successful business and many other community and church and commitments. And listen, you don't even know. And then family stuff, you know, with, with folks who need attention and care and love and support and transition and all this other stuff. So Amy and I came to an understanding that we were going to do the 75 hard-ish <laughs> journey. <laughs> right. Which, which is what worked, which is what worked. Because here's, here's what I found out about 75 hard. First of all, just to give you guys some context, if you if you look up the hashtag 75 hard on Instagram, you'll see that it requires six practices for 75 days straight. And if you miss a day, you have to start again at day one. Those six practices are you get to do a progress picture every single day, read 10 pages of a self-development or a business book every day a gallon of water a day that you drink, just water. Don't get don't get cutesy and think, well, crystal light, well, lemonade. No, no, water, H2O. Um, you've got to do two workouts a day, minimum 45 minutes each, and one of them has to be outside, come rain or come shine. Then you want to do uh, follow a diet, whatever diet that is. He's not a nutritionist. He's not a dietitian, so he's not going to impose that. You choose whatever diet you want to do for yourself, but you've got to follow it. And then the sixth practice is, of course, no cheap meals and no alcohol, which for me was like easy peasy with the no alcohol because I already don't drink. However, easy peasy for me, too. But that was the legit only part. (laughs) Right. So here's what I found. Like none of them are hard in and of themselves. I've read 10 pages of a book before. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I haven't read 10 pages every day 
for 10, you know, 75 days straight until I finished this journey. Um, I've done progress pictures, but not every single day. And it was the everyday piece, the consistent, rigorous attention to detail that was the stretch for me. It wasn't any one of those, any things. Any of those six things are fine to do by themselves and even together. But it was the, you can't miss a day, otherwise you have to start it at day one. That was like, oh my goodness, the stakes are higher. Mm -hmm. And uh, so what I learned about myself is, number one, I can do hard things. It was mm -hmm. a reminder that I can do hard things. Number two, that I can do harder things that I have given myself credit for. And you, you only know that in hindsight, right? Because when you're facing something difficult, you're like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can hack it. I don't know if I have what it takes. But then in hindsight, you're like, you know what? That wasn't so bad. Right. And that was my experience of 75 hard. And then doing it with somebody who is also committed to your success and who can go through the ups and downs with you, it just makes the journey a lot easier to handle. You still have to do your work. You still have to put one foot in front of the other. You still have to cross off those practices and those tasks off your checklist. But doing them with somebody makes it a little bit more bearable. And that takes me all to conversation about what commitment really means. And so what was your experience of it, Miss Emi Maria Hernandez de Los Angeles? So my, I'm going to be totally honest and transparent. Um, yes. It was the epitome of why I struggle with making commitments because it was way more than I could commit to. Right. And I knew it from the very beginning. Yeah, and that's why when you were like, yeah, you were like all these things. I was like, I could do 75 hard ish. Mm -hmm. But even then, it was still more than I could commit to. And in some places, more than was good for me. Like, let's be mm -hmm. honest. My body does not need a gallon of water a day. Mm -hmm. Like there's a certain point where it's like, OK, this is the right amount for me. But yeah. a gallon of water a day was just like turned me into a pee factory. Like, <laughs> all right constant. And I even remember going to my, um, going to my, I, I see this kind of, she's like a natural wellness person. I don't even know exactly what you would call her. And she was like, you are so backlogged. Like why? She's like, you need to figure out, um, you need more minerals. Like you need mm. more minerals, less water. Mm -hmm. And so I think sometimes when we pick a one size fits all approach, mm -hmm. then we make commitments to things that are not actually dialed in for us. Right. And so we've been through this a few times and I don't think I've ever successfully finished 75 hard ish. Mm -hmm. And so the last time we were talking about this, I was like, I need to actually just pick what I can really commit to and what is really the highest priority to me and make a commitment to that not to, um, not to a, a formula that somebody else designed, but something that is right. really a formula that takes me closer to my goals. Yep. And I will tell you the, the biggest, so having, having failed at 75 hard ish, I can tell you exactly where it goes wrong. Okay. Tell me, tell me. <laughs> Cause I think, I think I've like failed three times with 75 hard ish. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, it, where it goes wrong is in the routine. If mm -hmm. I cannot create a routine around a new commitment, I cannot make that I can't make it happen. Yeah. And the reason why is because there's so many moving pieces and so many moving parts in my life, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. it, there's a lot. And so if I can't figure out how to create a routine around it, it's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. So for example, my routine with drinking water is I actually have a um like a half gallon size 
well, it's not half gallon. I don't know how many it is. It's 300 ounces of 800 ounces of water. Mm -hmm. So if I keep this, so what's that like four cups, probably mm -hmm. four cups. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if I keep this on my desk, and I know the certain times of day when I refill it and drink it, then I can end up drinking the right amount of water for me. If that is not on my desk and it's not full, like from the morning, I miss my water goal for the day. If I have a set time each day that I work out each day and it's planned for mm -hmm. and everything gets scheduled around it, then I can do it. Um, if I don't, then I it doesn't happen. Mm. And so it, to me, I just don't have enough flexibility in my day to be able to get multiple commitments in. And I was, I was listening to something recently and I cannot remember who it was that said this, but that she can't commit to all five areas. Like her areas were self-care, business, family, spirituality, and nutrition. And okay. she was like, I cannot commit to all five every day. So I pick three mm. that I'm going to commit to each day. And those are my commitments that I honor. And I really resonated with that because I do think that when your life is really packed full, it can be very easy to set yourself up as a failure, mm -hmm. right? Because you're expecting that you're going to be able to do all of these things. Like I remember one of the things that I really struggled with was when you and I did 75 hardish the first time, yeah. um, I was writing a book and it was like, I can't read 10 pages and write 10 pages. Right. Right. I exactly. just can't like, there's not enough hours in the day to read yeah. 10 pages and write 10 pages. So what do I really want more? Is it mm -hmm. 75 hardish or is it that I really want to get this book done? Right. Well, I want to get the book done. Okay. So where the commitments lie. So, and that was that was part of what made it ish. Also, is like you said, I can't commit to read ten pages, but I can commit to write ten pages, and that well, no, aligned with your goal. At first, I committed to both, and then I was like, "There's no freaking way this is not working. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> right. I don't have the hours in the day." Yes. And even like a forty-five minute workout to go from no workout to a forty-five minute workout, it was like, "Where are these forty-five minutes coming from? Am I sleeping less? Am mm -hmm. I, you know, mm -hmm. like?" what what's actually happening here. And so what I have found is that if I try to commit to a, a change of everything all at once, it's very, very hard for me to do. If yeah. I'll commit to one change and I'll create a routine around that change and I'll master that change, yeah. then that is very doable for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I think that I have to layer them on one at a time. Yeah. Like get one small change, master it, add on another small change, master it, add on another small change and master it. But yeah. you, Monica, do really well and you seem to thrive under like a really like this is what I'm doing. Now I have the structure of it. I have the framework and I'm going to just go for it. Like you seem to do really great that way. Yeah. So what I discovered, though, is that usually the structure is kind of like to your point is the baseline for me. When I and and this has happened also in figuring out what works for me nutritionally and and in terms of like my energy when when I'm most productive etc. Is that I'll create something and it's like a flat line, so it's like okay I'm doing these six things every single day boom 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 boom, and then because your mood changes circumstances changes you you're having different projects and different focuses and different priorities, things come up, those variables when you play them against the fixed routine then i start to figure out oh okay this thing doesn't work for me that thing doesn't work for me so one of the things that you you know about me is that i'm very 
uh, aware and use moon and sun cycles. In, mm -hmm. I mean, agri ancient agricultural and farming communities do this, and they still do to this day, every single year, every single cycle, you know, etc. And we are like that too. We have a daily cycle. We have, especially as women, we have a monthly cycle and so forth. And so to understand the cyclical nature of our beingness, of our essence, and, and how we get productive and how we produce results, there are some times when you need to sit the F down mm -hmm. <laughs> and to not feel absolutely not an ounce of guilt about it, not an ounce of shame about it. And so for me, that flight line allowed me to see what variables to introduce, what variables to, and, and then also where I was giving myself too much slack. Yeah. Because there are sometimes it's like, oh, well, you know, it's just, it's just the moon. It's just, you know, my cycle's coming. It's just a blah, blah, blah. And sometimes, yes, of course, that's a legitimate reason, but it isn't an excuse for, you know, not showing up 100%. And sometimes the 100% looks different. 100% looks like I'm not going to focus on reading. I'm going to focus on writing a book, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and other times, 100% looks like, um, Amy, can we not do morning sessions today? <laughs> can we only do <laughs> afternoon sessions? Because we already know Monica is not a morning person. But I was completely impaired this morning, right? And mm -hmm. so to to give yourself that kind of slack and to and to be honest about where you are, but not as an excuse, I think that's where the discernment comes in and emotional maturity about what you can handle in terms of your bandwidth and also how far you can push yourself. Yeah. You know, what is another thing that I'm realizing that is just a, and again, it's not right or wrong. It's just awareness to me, making adjustments feels like I'm cheating. And mm. then if I'm cheating, then why even bother? Like why it goes bother? to that all or nothing place in my brain where it's like, mm -hmm. I'm either doing it all the way or I'm not doing it at all. Yeah. And, um, and I really feel like progress. It, and that was one of the things I struggled with with 75 hard too, is like, if you miss a day, you have to start all over from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I was like, but I just don't, I don't have that level of every day being the same in order. Like if I miss, so for example, let's say that I say, okay, I'm going to wake up at five and I'm going to write my 10 pages or read my 10 pages. Mm -hmm. Well, if, uh, you know, if for some reason I was up late at night with a kid and I can't wake up at five, there's no other slots in the day to put it in. Mm -hmm. And so it, it just, I struggle with that, that mindset of you have to start all over because then I don't want to start all over. I'm like, Oh, I don't want to do this all again. And there's a mental component to it. So for me, like I have found that I do better with giving myself leeway that it's just like a, okay, missed a day doing it tomorrow. And then I'm right back on track yeah. versus uh, if I miss up, then I've missed it all. So I just, and, and Monica, you and I talked about this at one point too, that that the program is a little bit more masculine energy mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. feminine energy. Yeah. And I think you got that quicker that you're like, I'm going to do the feminine energy version of this, which mm -hmm. is not going to be so rigid, but more like use it as a way to explore what I actually need. Yeah. Um, I did not get that in the beginning. I was just like, I freaking <laughs> hate this walk and I'm so <laughs> tired, but I'm doing the dang walk, you know, like yes. I just, I just pushed through until it was like, I'm done. Yeah. Well, you know, what forced me to do that was that the first time that I did 75 hard, the, the latter part of it, I was in Egypt. And so I had to manage a 12 hour transatlantic flight 
mm-hmm. and then landing in a, in a completely different time zone, managing international travel and then managing, you know, the 12 people. other people who went with us and still, how do you, how do you get a, a 45 minute walk? And it's like, oh, well, we're at the airport for a couple of hours. So let's just walk around baggage claim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or there was a time when we spent the whole day just doing stuff. It was just a full, full day. And by the time that I got to the hotel room, my roommate, who was the co-facilitator for the sacred mystery school that we were, that we were hosting. Uh, she's like, okay, good night. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I still have 45 minutes to go. <laughs> and she said, sucks for you. Good night. <laughs> so that day, my 45 minute workout outside was, um, going out to the balcony of the hotel room and stretching. And that was the outside workout for 45 minutes because Lord have mercy, that's all I had in me. And so that's where that's what came up for me in terms of like the feminine aspect of it, too, that it's like it's not you can't just be either uh, full stop or, you know, fifth gear all the way. You're going to have to modulate yourself so that so that you can. Yeah. And I I would have modulated by going into bed and saying that my exercise was letting my cells rebuild themselves. There you go. (laughs) It's internal exercise. We're going inside. (laughs) (laughs) The cells are restructuring. No, but it is, it is what I will say. I have found that for me to be able to successfully achieve goals and stay committed to them, Mm -hmm. I have to, first of all, set smart goals. I really like that system of smart goals where they're specific, they're relevant. Um, they, you're, there's accountability, there's trackable. And, uh, what's the, what's the, I missed one specific, relevant, attainable. You mean smart, specific, measurable, measurable, Mm -hmm. actionable, retainable. Yeah. So if I, if I set the smart goal and then I have, this is the only acronym I've ever created in my life, but that's how I get the right goals. And sometimes I do set, and this is how 75 hard felt to me was that I had set the wrong goals. They didn't feel like the right goals for me. They never did. Mm -hmm. And so when I set the right goals for me, and then this is the only acronym I've ever created in my life. So smart traps, you take the smart goal and then you add on the traps on the end. And it's that you need to have tracking in place Mm -hmm. to like be able to tell if it's working and how it's working and Mm -hmm. and more in-depth tracking. Um, So for example, with health, that could be things like Um, you know, I've tried so many diets over the years, but I am seriously ready to go like actually get my blood drawn Mm -hmm. and have somebody tell me based on my blood measurements, is this actually working for me or not? Mm -hmm. You know, like I, I think we only track sometimes the wrong things like weight on the scale or inches, but like, Mm -hmm. I need to know physiologically, is this actually working for where my body's at? Um, and in my business that we have a lot more tracking in place, like it's tracking each phase of the, the sales journey, how it's moving. The second thing though, is routine. If I cannot build a routine around it and fit it into my routine, then I know it's not going to happen. So from the very beginning, I need to establish that routine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other part is I've got to have accountability. I have to have somebody that I'm answering to. Um, and that was, you know, Monica, when you and I do daily check-ins, that is super helpful for me. Like, yeah. okay, got my stuff done. And then, um, the P is, um, project and perfect. So that allows me to make mistakes, mm-hmm. the project and perfect, because if I project, this is how I think it's going to go. And then it doesn't go that way. Then I'm like, okay, well, let's just perfect the 
process versus mm. that feeling of like, well, I failed. So <laughs> whatevs. I'll go eat some Ben and Jerry's. I'm off the plan, you know, but like to actually go, okay, this is what I thought was going to happen. This is how it actually happened. And then the S mm -hmm. is um, to share my wins. I have a tendency to move on really fast to the next thing. It's like, okay, goal done, check. What's next? Goal mm -hmm. done, check. What's next? Mm -hmm. And and I have to actually take time to share those celebrations with somebody else. Otherwise, I tend to not celebrate. Mm -hmm. And and I think your brain needs the celebration because it cements the fact that you're a successful person. So it's yeah. the only acronym I have ever created in my life, but it is working for me. I'm very proud of you. You know, I'm an acronym fiend. I know I you it. are, but I like traps is a weird acronym, but you know, smart traps for some reason sounds cool. So yeah, I like it. <laughs> we, we're going to, it's a hybrid. I love it. So, so I think also the, in conclusion, I guess, um, this, the biggest lesson for me, the biggest walk away is redefining what commitment means for me. Mm -hmm. Because at the beginning, commitment was you do it no matter what, you know? Yeah. And what has, it has softened. It has softened to um, be com committed to the process or the end result, whatever the goal is, right? Because sometimes we have outcome goals and sometimes we have process yeah. goals. So committed to the process or the outcome, but flexible on the approach. Yes. That for me is what I have redefined commitment to be because so many times I have gotten myself stuck on something simply because I wasn't willing to change my approach. It was like, it has to work this way. Otherwise I don't want it. Mm -hmm. And when I do that to myself, I, it, there's a lot of resistance. There's a lot of unnecessary suffering. There's a lot of inflexibility. And sometimes it's burnt bridges that hadn't, don't need to be burnt. And, um, and it also allows me, when I give myself that flexibility, allows me to tap into resourcefulness and ingenuity and vulnerability, asking for help, um, softening deadlines, et cetera. That it's like, oh, wow, the world did not fall apart, Monica. Look at that you are still breathing and the earth is still rotating on its axis. Can we move on? You know? Yeah. So that's been a really, really useful lesson for me. Yeah, no, I love that. And I, um, I think it helped me. My biggest takeaway was that it helped me to, um, try it. It's sometimes like you have to try something that doesn't fit in order to find what does fit. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I love what you said about staying committed to the, the process or the result and changing the approach because that is where I found that I can create the best, most sustainable results over time. Mm -hmm. So glad we did it. Um, <laughs> probably would never, ever do 75 hard. I mean, never say, I can't say never. Cause every time I say never, I end up doing it, but it's not like, it's not really my flow but I'm grateful that we did because every time we did, I made progress. And that's another yeah. thing that I think is so interesting is how we can look at it and say, um, oh, I failed at 75 hard, but then you're like, oh, but I lost 10 pounds mm -hmm. and, you know, and I exercise way more than I was before. Like, it's so easy to look at the attempt that you made and when it's not perfect, discount it yeah. instead of just looking at it and saying there was a lot of progress that was made during mm -hmm. that time. So yeah. 
I mean, you can have them both. You know, I, I'm yeah. speaking of hashtags, stand for the end, right? So mm-hmm. you can, X is X. It's not Y plus a good story. So X is, yes, that's right. I did not complete 75 hard as it is designed. Correct. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> what I did create was, you know, X, Y, Z, A, B, C or whatever the case yeah. may be. So I'm not blind to the fact that I didn't create what I said I was going to. I'm not discounting that. I'm not trying to make it look cute and dress it up. Um, it is what it is. X equals X. But to also, to your point, celebrate those unintended consequences and the blessings that may come mm-hmm. because I did not complete it or because I went the scenic route or whatever. I think yeah. that's also a blessing. Absolutely. Well, we want to hear from you guys. Tell us how you show up for your commitments, what you have learned about commitment. And if you've ever done 75 hard for reals, not the ish. (laughs) Well, you can say if you've done the ish as well. Um, But let us know in the comments. We love hearing from you. And make sure that you get connected with us on our social channels, on Instagram, on Facebook, Mm -hmm. and plug in with us, of course, on Clubhouse. You can join the conversation live. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everybody.